It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 29th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross, and I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll break down the Orlando Magic's seeding round schedule as we go through the final eight games of what is left of the regular season before the playoffs. The games the Magic have to win, the games the Magic are probably going to lose, and the toss-ups that could very well determine where this season ends up. We'll break down that schedule coming up on today's episode of Locked On Magic. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Brooklyn Nets take on their schedule as they... Sit a half game ahead of the Orlando Magic. Tiebreaker doesn't matter anymore. Check out Locked On Nets. Or want to check out what the Washington Wizards have to say about their schedule. They're f- five and a half games back. They need to make up a game and a half to force the play-in series. Check out Locked On Wizards. No matter what team it is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day. So let's just lay it out simply. Friday, the NBA released its schedule for the seeding round games to take place at Disney beginning on July 30th. And really, I think the the most simple way to do this is to just say the games out loud before we really start to dive in and break them down. On July 31st, the Orlando Magic will face the Brooklyn Nets in what is perhaps the biggest game of the season until the next time they face the Nets. But the Orlando Magic will start off their seeding game, seeding round games with a bang, with a humongous game at 2.30 p.m. at the HP Fieldhouse. Not that the arena matters so much. Now, at the Wide World of Sports, the Magic will take on the Nets. As I mentioned before, and as we mentioned throughout the course of this long hiatus, the Magic trailed the Brooklyn Nets by only one half game, by a half game uh, for the seventh seed. And that seventh seed, of course, will avoid the Milwaukee Bucks um, in, in the playoffs. 
That's a pretty big prize to go after, and certainly I think the Magic's ultimate goal is to finish with the seven seed. If the you know, you always want to set goals for yourself that you can achieve and, and help you progress in, in whatever small way you can. I mean, we're not talking about big picture stuff here. We're talking about small, narrow picture stuff. What can you achieve today? The Magic's goal certainly should be to finish ahead of the Brooklyn Nets and get that seven seed. Uh, seven seed. Um, so they will get that opportunity to take have control over their own destiny, essentially from day one. So we, we can say that the Magic control their own destiny for the seven seed at this point, and certainly because of the way the, the schedule breaks out. Next year, Atlanta Magic will play August 2nd against the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are uh, trailing in the Western Conference playoff race. They're outside the playoff race. They're actually outside the seeding game, uh, the, the uh, play-in series uh, range too. So they've got a lot of work to do. This is going to be a team that's going to be uh, very motivated, I think, to play hard and, and try and get into playoffs. Um, Sacramento certainly is is trying to break a long playoff drought, um, and they were playing exceptionally well uh, heading into the heading into the break. And so this is definitely a, a big game and, and game that yeah, Sacramento is going to be playing very very hard for it, and they want to get to. So there's going there's going to be a lot of desperation, I feel like, in a lot of these games, and, and and there's a lot on the line for every team. So I think we're going to see very much kind of playoff intensity. And so, you know, Orlando starts off with two teams under 500. Brooklyn and Sacramento, both under 500. When, you know, one of the few teams that are under 500, like the Magic, that are entering the bubble here. And you you could say that that is something of an advantage. I'm not going to deny that, it, you know, comparatively, it is an advantage. I'm sure Sacramento views playing Orlando as much of an advantage as Orlando views playing Sacramento. That's not a sign of disrespect. I don't mean to disrespect the Kings at all, but the reality is among the teams in the bubble, Sacramento is probably on the low end of those teams, just like the Magic are. I'm not, you know, dis discrediting that. So Magic going to open up here with two very, very winnable games. And you have to think that, A, Orlando wants to win that Brooklyn game very, very bad. And that's a game that, that Orlando probably should feel like it has to win just to get control over things. But also, that game against Sacramento also going to be one that the Magic are going to have to feel that they can get. And again, Sacramento's probably going to feel the same way about playing Orlando. That's a game that they have to get if they want to accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. And that should give you kind of a picture of what this is going to feel like. The Magic start off with those two opponents, but then they get into the meat of their remaining schedule. August 4th, the Orlando Magic will play the Indiana Pacers at 6 p.m. August 5th, in the lone back-to-back, -back, every team will play a back-to-back -back during the seeding games. They'll play the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions, at 8 p.m. That was originally the closing game of the season. Friday, August 7th, Orlando will take on the Philadelphia 76ers at 6.30 p.m. in a TNT game, a nationally televised game on TNT. The Magic have not had one of those in a very, very long time. Um, either 2011 or 2013 was the last time the Magic had a regular season TNT game. They will get one as Markel Fultz plays the Philadelphia 76ers in what was supposed to be his first game back in Philadelphia. Obviously, they'll play that one in Orlando. And Orlando has had Philadelphia's number. I think if there's a team, you know, I think there are two teams that the Magic might be able to pick off uh, among the teams that are already in the playoffs. I mean, you know, they could pick off anybody. Who really knows what these games are going to be like? But Orlando's got two wins against Philadelphia already. They've always matched up very, very well with them. And I actually think Indiana is a team that Orlando might be able to beat as well. You know, Pacers are kind of like the Magic, very balanced, you know, kind of disciplined outfit. You know, I think Indiana should perform really well, so I'm not counting that as a win. Um, but certainly, they don't. They lack the star power. So if they get off to a slow start, if they can't find their rhythm, you know, even if their defense is very, very solid, that that could be a game. That could be a game that that feels like a toss up. And I know Orlando and the Magic players have viewed Indiana as a team that's kind of in the place that the Magic want to be. They're very similar teams. Very similar philosophies. You know, the big difference with Indiana is they've got Victor Oladipo, but they haven't had him much this year. They still finished sixth uh, in the Eastern Conference. So I think that that's a game that 
Orlando should feel like it should try and get. The gauntlet in the middle of the schedule ends August 9th as they take on the Boston Celtics at 5 p.m. And then Orlando closes again with two more teams that are outside the playoff picture. August 11th, the Magic will take on the Brooklyn Nets at 1 p.m. in a rematch of that all-important first game. And this penultimate game should be just as important. You know, I don't see... I don't see the Magic and Nets, you know, finishing that far away from each other because the Nets, you know, have a similarly structured schedule with a lot of kind of the easier teams at the at the front end of their schedule and then uh, are relatively easier teams again. It's, it's, it, this is all relative. Uh, but the Nets are also a team that has a, you know, somewhat, you know, I think the, I think the stat goes um, by opponent win percentage. The Magic have the fourth easiest schedule in the bubble and, and the Nets have the third easiest schedule. Um, so certainly, certainly... You know, opportunity here. And again, Orlando controls their own destiny. They play the Nets twice. They play them right off the bat. This is an opportunity to, to, you know, ha- to, to, to control your own destiny for that all-important seventy, which again should be the goal. And then finally, Orlando closes the uh, the the seeding round August thirteenth against the New Orleans Pelicans. Magic haven't seen Zion Williamson yet. Who knows what value that game will have both for the Pelicans? Uh, it, it will certainly have value for the Magic, as I'm sure that at the at the worst case scenario. They'll be playing to avoid the play-in series with the Washington Wizards. Best case scenario, they'll have the seventh seed either wrapped up or, or you know, relatively wrapped up, needing that game maybe to secure it. Um, New Orleans, you know, they could be playing for the eighth seed. Their schedule is kind of insanely easy by comparison to a lot of teams in this bubble. Um, they could need that for the eighth seed. They could need it to get into the to the play-in series. They've got some ground to make up as well, to, and some teams to climb over in order to get there too. So. This, you know, in all in all, it's hard to judge much of the schedule. Honestly, it's hard to judge much about what this is going to look like because with such a long layoff, I'm not even sure what the basketball is going to look like. I'm not even sure, you know, whether teams are going to play, you know, effectively or efficiently. I'm not sure what the games themselves will look like. Um, you know, I, I, I suspect that teams that are strong defensively are going to be in better shape. And, and I think Steve Clifford is going to put a lot of emphasis on defense, which was certainly slipping. Um, when the season went on hiatus, he's going to put a lot of emphasis on that in training camp. I think that's going to be a major focus for this team. Um, I'm not expecting high scores. I, you know, I'm expecting some potentially sloppy basketball, especially early on. Um, and so it, it's hard to predict. Uh, you know, I, I ran through these games, and I think three and five is pretty reasonable expectation. I think four and four or five and three, you know, would be fantastic. I think three and five probably secures the Magic the eighth seed. Four and four and five and three certainly secures them the seven seed. You know, four and four about you know probably a 60 40 chance that secures them the the secures them the seven seed um but again it, it's just really really difficult to predict I think in, in order for the magic to to go to a play-in series against the Washington Wizards it's going to take them going two and six and or one and seven Washington's still got a very tough schedule ahead of them you know they do get some benefit you know they'll certainly get at least one or two wins you know and they're certainly capable of getting more um but I don't see Washington's going to have to play very, very well. They're going to have to finish above 500 in order to force a play-in series. And so, as barring a complete disaster on Orlando's part, as long as they're hovering around 500, they should be able to avoid the play-in series. Again, everything tips off on July 30th. The Orlando Magic tip off on July 31st. Games will be all day long, so if you get league pass, you'll have games all day long. The Magic play July 31st at 2.30 p.m. We are certainly looking forward to that game. It's going to be... A lot of fun to watch that game and a lot of fun to see 
uh, the Magic back in action here in about a month. Um, you know, a lot of work to do to get there. And obviously, there is a big opportunity in front of them. And that's, I think, the most important takeaway from this schedule that we need to note. Before we continue, though, uh, it's important to remember the, the important things. Um, you know, the NBA is currently exploring the idea, perhaps, of of playing, uh, of, of having, jerse- having players replace the names on the back of the jerseys with slogans uh, and statements about social, ju- social injustice or social statements against social injustice and, and racial injustice in this country. Um, it's obviously something that is on the front of mind of a league that is, you know, let, let's, be, let's be frank, largely black. And, and honestly, as, as I've shared before, you know, my introduction to, bl- to kind of black culture and, and, and that side of American culture is through basketball. And I think for a lot of white people, that is certainly the case. A lot of, a lot of, a, a lot of us probably, you know, more, most positively associate, you know, black Americans with basketball. And, and basketball feels very much ingrained in both American and black culture. That's why I think it is very, very important that the NBA continues to do its part and continues to make efforts. And again, it's efforts. Nothing's going to be perfect. And, and I, I, I get that things need to be better and, 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 and there needs to be very concrete action. And I agree with that. But there, it does appear that the NBA is trying to make its best efforts to, to try and help and, and, and be a part of a positive change in this country. And we here at the Lockdown Podcast Network are trying our best too. We at the Lock It On Podcast Network stand against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, which is almost up, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. And of course, we're all trying to read up and, and gain more knowledge about the world around us. It's, it's the only way to really be successful is, is, to, is to be educated and, and, and aware of things around the world. And, and, you know, whether it's studying history, whether it's self-improvement, whether it's learning about a culture or a perspective that you didn't already know before, it is important that we do all of this. And, and in this world of awkward transitions, um, and, and in this world of, you know, so much change, it's, it's vital that we spend the time to get this information. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't always have that time. A lot of us don't always have the ability to sit down and read a 700-page book or, or, or to get through everything we want to. There's work, there's family, there's, you know, there's basketball, there's, there's everything getting in the way of the things that you really want to do. And, and you can indeed have your cake and eat it too. And and that's what Blinkist really does. It's a unique app that works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main point of a book quickly so you can start using the information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. And certainly, getting that little taste can make you want to go back and read the book in full. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it is a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had the time to. Check out the popular books on Blinkist, including Upheaval, Turning Points for Nations, and Crisis, by Jared Diamond, 
the sports gene inside the science of extraordinary athletic performance by David Epstein, and of course, the bestseller of all bestsellers, Becoming by Michelle Obama. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you probably know the argument I'm about to make, the kick that I've really been on. For much of this season, for, for, for mu- certainly when the season was clearly going in the direction it was going, and, and really um, since the hiatus began, and, and what I wanted to see you know, for the Magic, from the Magic, um, as we entered this really unprecedented time and this unprecedented way we're going to finish the season. Right? So I know, you know if you listen daily, yes, you tend to hear the same arguments. It's, it's tough to fill a daily show. It's, you know, I'm not going to deny that. And I tend to, because I'm a solo solo host, I, I do tend to repeat some of the same arguments and some of the same points that, that I really want to drive home about this team. But something has always stuck to me about Steve Clifford's approach to this team and developing this team. He said last year, you know, as he was talking about how the Magic made their playoff run and how the Magic made their, the playoffs, like he was extremely happy with the way that they made the postseason. Because they played their way in. They didn't back their way in. They didn't, you know, start hot and cool off. They didn't, you know, kind of, you know, have someone else mess up and, and then fall in. You know, the other teams ahead of them played well, too. The Magic just played better. They, you know, they ran through the tape, so to speak. Clifford always talked about how the Magic played their way in and how that experience of having to win games, having to, Feel that pressure, that playoff pressure, that must-win pressure, helped grow that team tremendously. Clifford has always been a big proponent and has always said, my goal is for this team to be better in February than they were in December, to be better in April than they were in February. His goal is always that the team improves as the year goes on so they are playing their best basketball at the end of the season. That is always the Steve Clifford way. And again, I think there are fair criticisms of Steve Clifford, um, certainly from his days in Charlotte to 
what he's done in Orlando now. They're very, very similar jobs in that sense. In fact, Magic are on track to, to make playoffs for the for, in consecutive years for the first time in Steve Clifford's head coaching career. There are plenty of fair criticisms, and, and, and I, think, I think they are fair, that he's kind of coached this team as a developing team. He's, you know, kind of let them grow and figure things out maybe at a slower pace than we would all like so that they would be at their best in this moment. And again, as, we, as the season went into hiatus in, in mid-March, the Magic were about to face the easiest part of their schedule. They faced a very difficult schedule, which Steve Clifford acknowledged. They were about to enter the easiest part of their schedule, and they were playing some of their best basketball. The sense when you talk to so many people within the Magic organization, or when, you know, whether it's you know the Magic broadcasters, David Steele and Jeff Turner, Dante Marcatelli, were all saying this. Uh, I think several. I think Steve Clifford has said this too. There was a true belief, not just because of the schedule, but because of the way the Magic were playing, that they were about to make a similar push to the one that they made last year. Now, that push probably would have only gotten them seventh place in the Eastern Conference, but still, I think there was a real belief that the Magic were about to kind of get themselves in order to finish around 500, which with all the injuries is certainly a, a small accomplishment, and secure the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. I think I think every, I, you know, I, I certainly can see that argument. I think a lot of people within the Magic organization believe that too. And of course, their momentum was put on hold. The Magic had essentially clinched a playoff berth. Up five and a half games on Washington with 17 to go. It would have taken a near collapse. And with everything I just said, that likely wasn't going to happen. And the way the NBA set up the system, the Magic were always going to be at risk for missing the playoffs. The league decided to put the risk of missing the playoffs, of, of, of kind of the burden of incentivizing everyone to show up and play hard on the teams at the bottom of the playoff standings, and specifically the eighth place scene, that last playoff spot, the sacrificial lamb to the team that the NBA kind of assumes is going to be competing in the finals. And I argued then and I argue now that while that risk is there, that's a good thing because this is still a developing team. This is still a growing team. This is still a team that needs to feel that playoff pressure, that needs to be hardened by must-win games, by the intensity of real games, by the preparation and focus of real meaningful games. They got it for the first time last year, and this year they wanted it again. And, and frankly, they were going to get it. I will say now what I would have said in March. The goal should be to finish seventh. And the goal should be for the Magic to play their way into seventh. And even in defeat, even if the Magic do struggle, they will have the chance to play their way in through that play-in series with the Washington Wizards. They've been given every advantage to secure the playoffs without it. If they do need it, they will have that opportunity to play their way in. And we will learn a whole lot more about them from having to play their win, from having to play these pressure games than otherwise. I don't look at this, you know, obviously we want to play the season out as it normally would. We don't want a global pandemic. We don't want all the risk associated with what's going on. But making the best of a bad situation I embrace this challenge ahead of the Orlando Magic. I believe that this is exactly what the Magic want and what the Magic need. No. Playing a playoff series against the Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors or even the Boston Celtics probably won't last very long. 
we're not under any impression that the Magic are going to beat those teams. Now, again, lockout years can get screwy, and I don't know what the basketball is going to look like. I don't know what teams are going to look like when they get into the bubble. Could a team get hot and win a seven-game series early on? Sure. I'm not going to put the odds at impossible. Just very, very, very slim and small. But what the Magic are going to experience in these net, in these eight games is a true sprint to the finish and a true playoff test. Everyone they're facing is going to be playing for something. Everyone they're facing is going to have some level of, maybe not desperation, but incentive and motive to play. The Indiana Pacers are still fighting for sixth and fifth. Philadelphia 76ers are still fighting for fifth and sixth. Magic are going to have a big say in the fifth and sixth place teams as much as they're going to have a big say in the seventh place team. Well, maybe not as much, but you get the picture. The New Orleans Pelicans and Sacramento Kings are fighting for their playoff lives. They may have bad records compared to other teams in the bubble, but they need to win just as badly as the Magic do. They need these games too, and they're going to be playing like them from the very start. The Magic getting the Brooklyn Nets right off the top is going to force intensity and focus from the beginning. If the Magic are not ready to play on July 31st, things could get ugly very quickly, and their goal could slip away from them on the first day of this season. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. And you can't, you know, you can manufacture some of that pressure in the regular season. If the schedule allows it, you can create those kind of big game moments. But actually getting it and actually feeling that pressure and actually performing under that pressure, that's where teams really grow and really discover themselves and really find the confidence that they need to make the big waves. You know, a win against Brooklyn turns into a win against Sacramento. Turns into a win against Indiana. All of a sudden, you got three wins already. Turns into that game against Toronto. See what happens. Potential playoff opponent. This is what's really at stake here. This is what's really beneficial. I've said this numerous times. I believe this wholeheartedly. The most important and best game of last year's playoff run was that win against the Boston Celtics when they clinched a playoff berth. I think it's easy to look back at that game now and remember the celebration and joy of it, of finally breaking through and making the postseason, of finally securing that spot. It didn't matter where the Magic ended or who they played. Who cared about 6th, 7th, or 8th? The Magic were in. But I want everyone also to remember the tension of that day. WrestleMania Sunday. The Heat play the Raptors early on. The Magic need the Heat to lose. The Heat upset the Raptors in Toronto. So the Magic don't clinch a playoff spot. If the Heat would have won that, if the Heat would have lost that game, the Magic were in. The Magic only have two games left. So they go play the Boston Celtics. They're down double digits. Charlotte, I think, beats Detroit that day. To climb within, you know, I think it was a game and a half of the Magic with a game against Cleveland on the on the following Monday. And that would have set up essentially a play-in game against the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte on the final game of the season. Again, 
That game ended before the Magic tipped off against Boston. That's the pressure of that game. If Orlando loses that game against Boston, they got to play a play-in game against Charlotte on the last day of the season. There was real tension that day, at least among fans. I don't know if the players felt it. There was real tension that day thinking, yeah, the Magic had beaten Charlotte. They kind of broke that curse a little bit, but do we really trust to stop Campbell Walker? <laughs> you know, again, that's that's a question that's the Magic are going to have to answer when they face the Celtics uh, in the bubble as well as potentially in the playoffs. But it was not an easy feeling having to win that game in Charlotte. Nobody wanted that. And when the Magic go down by double digits in, in, in the first half against Celtics, there's very much that unease and, and that thought that, you know, the Magic may miss the playoffs. Of course, they rallied back. They took a double-digit lead themselves in the second half. They held off Kyrie Irving, who all of a sudden just decided to go for it. And they won that game. All of a sudden, everyone could breathe easy. The Magic won a must-win game. The Magic won that game and withstood all the pressure that came with it. I can tell you this. Every game in the bubble at Disney is going to feel like that Celtics game. And the joy that that Magic team felt after that win, you know, they won't feel that until they actually clinch, but the pressure and tension that they will feel every day is going to be what it was like that day in Boston, that, that, that Sunday afternoon and evening against the Celtics. That day in Boston, we saw incredible growth from the Orlando Magic. It was the most, again, I think that was the most important and best win of the season. Every game is going to feel like that. And we're going to really find out who this team is and what this team is made of and whether they are truly the kind of, you know, again, low level, but perennial playoff team that we think they can be. Over the course of these eight games, we're going to learn a lot about this Magic team and their mental makeup, both because of how they're going to have to prepare and focus, kind of getting back into the swing of things once they arrive on campus in early July, but also in how they handle this playoff pressure and this playoff intensity every single day. Teams that are mentally strong are going to win. Steve Clifford teams have usually been mentally strong. This Magic team is had its moments and had its failures, for sure. But the Magic will get the one thing that Steve Clifford always asked for. The chance to play their way in, to earn what they earn their spot, take their spot. And that's honestly how this schedule sets up for them. When you're done... Dealing with all that tension and pressure, of course. You got to kind of replenish your energy, calm the nerves. And the best way to do that is, you know, with some protein, gives you that energy boost that you need, and some chocolate, because that certainly calms all your nerves. And that's where Built Bar really comes in. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and perfect for the health-conscious person. Loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. 
Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and come in numerous flavors, including peanut butter brownie and mint brownie. I don't need to tell you what those taste like. They are delicious. But those come, peanut butter brownie has like 20 grams of protein, 170 calories. It's the perfect little snack and the perfect little protein boost for you after a workout instead of a meal, you know, a meal replacement, meal supplement, whatever, however you eat it, it is the perfect protein bar for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just a couple of notes before we close shop here. Uh, of course, you know, the, the big anticipation now is how teams go to Disney, how they end up at Disney, and that's going to start off in a couple of weeks, or next week, actually. I believe the Sham Sharani of The Athletic reports the Orlando Magic will be among the first teams to enter the bubble uh, on July 7th when they move into the Grand Floridian uh, for the time being. Um, so we're going to start seeing that happen. You know, t- the players aren't allowed to do physical contact yet. They're not going to be allowed to do that until they are cleared um, and tested and enter the bubble. I, you know, I think that I think that's the right call uh, by the NBA as part of the kind of enhanced safety protocols. Um, but we are going to hear a little bit more from the Orlando Magic throughout the week. You know, this feels like the official re-beginning of training camp. Uh, and the Magic are beginning to open things back up. So, you know, for the rest of this week, you know, I just kind of want to give a little bit of preview. We're going to hear from Magic players. We're going to hear um, hear them, you know, talk about what they've been doing over the over the break, uh, how they're preparing for the season, you know, what they feel about the season upcoming, and, of course, the opportunity that is in front of them. It's going to be a very interesting week. It's going to be good, good to hear and see some of the guys again, and, and we'll try and share that here on Locked On Magic through out the week. So it's going to be a very, very busy time here. Uh, I may start to ramp up some episodes again, so be sure to check back daily here for Locked on Magic. If you aren't already subscribed, be sure to do so. You can do you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Locked on NBA where they do a full breakdown of the schedules around the league, get the national perspective on the schedule release only on Locked on NBA. Well, not only, but... Check out Locked On NBA for their breakdown of the NBA's return to play. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprmd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including my predictions for every game the Orlando Magic will play inside the bubble, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.